Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker, and I am here as per usual with my two lovely ladies, the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Hello, girls. Hello. Hey, bud. Welcome to we my show. You. How are you going? <laughs> it's it's good so to- good to have you on for our Thanksgiving episode. I know. I had to drop in. I was getting withdrawals, and I missed you girls too much. So. Well, we missed you, and a lot of people ask about you all the time. So this I know, is- you keep telling me that, and that's so nice. Like, I never thought I'd have that sort of impact on people, so that's very, it's a very good thing to hear. And I hope everyone out there is doing well, and I miss you all extremely, and I hope these girls are leading you through the times that we're going through, so, and I know you guys, girls are, so. And it's Aww. interesting times indeed. That it is. But we have positive things to cover in this one, right, Edge? Yeah, yeah. We wanted to keep it positive for the Thanksgiving holiday. We have a lot to be thankful for. And so we were just going to highlight a few of those things. I know that, Corey, you put out an article, which is awesome, for this time of year when we're getting together with our friends and family. So it's about 15 tips uh, that you can give to friends and family and coworkers or whoever Um, that we're going to go through today. Plus, you have some announcements, including some exciting things coming down the pipe for financial freedom. So interested to hear about that. And then we're going to have a quick discussion about this uh, new Argentina president, Javier Millet. Not case, but in all the best ways, I think. He's he's (laughs) interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I like seeing interesting people on the political scale. The jury's still out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sold, but yeah, I we'll mean, get into that. Yeah. And we'll then, get into it. I want to talk about it. <laughs> and then we've got um also one more piece of good news we'll we'll go over today, which is an eighth circuit court decision that's going to potentially gut the Voting Rights Act and put a wrench in things for the Democrats' plans to steal the election through lawfare, which they love to do. So um, good, all good news to talk about this week. Yay. So speaker, tell us what you've been up to. Cause everyone wants to know if you're okay. Everyone wants to know. Are you still I, around? I, oh, I'm, I'm still around. I'm alive. I'm, I'm a lot better. I think, uh, health wise and mentally than I was. I mean, I, I, after the last election, a lot of things happened, especially here and, um, with COVID hitting as well. Also, a, a, a lot of things in my personal life got drained down, and, and it's hard. We all go through these situations, but I've I've found a way to crawl my way back up. A lot of good things have happened to me, um, uh, on a, on a personal level, which is good, which has lifted my spirits and made me feel on top of the world again, which is which is good. And then on the other side of that, we've had uh, work. Me and my brother started our own company which is a bit of a grind. It's hard. Um, the days are long, but it, it, it's beneficial in the end. Yeah. Well, we I kind of had to get back to this. It, it was very hard during COVID. And uh, as we all know, you know yeah, well, work slowed down because you were helping out your dad's business. And I know he, he took a hit during all this too. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, well, I'm still doing that as well. So I'm, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> so helping dad while running our own. I'm grinding, yeah. That's I'm, why he's I'm never here every week. Grinding. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, but I just don't think I have the mental capacity to do it every week. So, and 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 I'm dealing, I'm dealing with you know, 
me and my brother come from a family of engineers. So all, all our business and is all blueprints and <laughs> all these sort of things in our head. And then to go into politics, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it was just too much at the time. But hopefully I can start making more appearances while Yeah. we start leveling things out. I know How about that people, you girls? Tell me. I know people love to hear from you. So glad to have you back. And um, yeah, I'm, we're doing good uh, over here and just uh, getting ready for the holidays, which is like, you know, it flies by so fast. And before you know it, it's there. And you're like, I know. oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, it's it a whole it year. yeah, it feels like time's moving faster. Is it, or is that just me? Oh, no, it, it definitely feels like time is moving faster. This whole year has just been a whirlwind. I can't even believe it. We're uh, like, we just, I feel like we just had Christmas and we're already back here. Yeah, I know, right? So I have this, I have this yummy, I don't know what you're doing for Thanksgiving edge. I always get together at my parents' house and there's this one yummy recipe that's totally unhealthy for anyone who wants to make this for, you know, the Thanksgiving weekend or at Christmas time. Uh, and I'm just going to tell you guys how to do it. Cause it's so simple. It's just this like whipped cream fruit salad that we do every year. And it's, so you take like a pint of whipping cream and you add powdered sugar and you just kind of do, I'm sure people can find a recipe online, but you just, um, you make your own whipping cream and then you take and cut a dice up two apples. Uh, I think we use red ones, like the kind of the sweeter ones, you know, Uh, like honey crisp or something and then two bananas dice those up and then about two-thirds of a bag of small marshmallows and you just whip all that together and it's freaking delicious But we had it something sounds delicious. kind of similar growing up but a little bit different we called it watergate salad have you ever heard of that What but a cake salad. <laughs> i know it's weird i don't know even know why it's called that but <laughs> no, I've not heard of that one. Okay, maybe that's just like a, Do a you weird get thing. maraschino cherries in yours? Because we don't get that in ours. No, I remember I had marshmallows and walnuts and it was green. It was green. Oh, yeah. I've had that one before. Like It's like it might it's have a had little bit jello. of a pistachio flavor, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right. But yeah, it was delicious. My grandma used to make it make it, so I loved it. It was great. I always wanted to come visit you guys Thanksgiving. Every time you guys talk about Thanksgiving, I'm like, I want to come for family Thanksgiving. <laughs> Come on over, bud. Every time. I still have plans to visit in the future. I So hope so. All right, I, well, let's I, drill, I would love let, to. let's drill through these 14, 15 great tips. So here's the reason why I put this together. Honestly, I was talking with friends I got together with, and I hadn't seen them in a long time. And I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the digital currency coming and, and, digital IDs and just, just some different things in the healthcare industry. And they're, they're looking at me like, what? Like they weren't familiar with that. And so I said, Hmm, maybe I need to do kind of a generic helpful list for people where it can help their friends and family while also having a bigger impact against these agendas, the bad agendas uh, without them even realizing that Because this way it's non-confrontational, it's non-political. I even produced it in a PDF format so that people can download it and email it or print it out and give it to people. On And uh, I did not put my website link on there. I tried to keep this just, you know, as though you were flipping through a, 
some magazine and you come came across these great 15 tips so that's a good good way to do it too because as soon as you start devolving into colors political sides people right turn away from these things they're like i don't want to they don't even bother with the content you know right and right now with the inflation everywhere everyone wants to save money so i kind of came at it from that angle so it's like saving money and protecting your family and assets so the first and these are tips that uh our listeners may not even be familiar with some of these so they're helpful all the way around so the first one is uh a healthcare savings tip and this is i'm just going to like summarize these instead of reading them all so anyone who's not familiar with mymedlab.com uh and i and i intentionally spelled out the urls so that if someone wanted to print it and give it to someone that way they can you know just manually type it in and then they're hyperlinked as well for those who email them. Anyway, my med lab, are you, are you familiar with that edge? No, you told me about it, but I've never used it. So tell us about oh, it. It's awesome. I actually used it like, I don't even know, maybe 20 years ago and then completely forgot about it until more recently. And I needed to have some lab work done. So if you don't, have the time or the money to go see a doctor, but you want to see where your labs are at. Maybe you want to check your vitamin levels, Bs, Ds, whatever. Maybe you want to do a hormone panel, thyroid panel. What's cool is you can go in and it's very simple to set up an account. You don't have to fill out a health history profile or any of that crap. So just skip that. And you just go like, just start doing a search for what you're looking for. It's very user-friendly. And I mean, any kind of blood work you need at all. And then it will group them too. So say there's five different things you want to have tested. You can start selecting a couple and then it'll pull up like a panel. And if you add those, then you'll get like an additional discount because you're grouping them. And so then once you check out within, I don't know, I think they say up to four hours, but typically you get it in like an hour and it'll be like the prescription. So then you just take that to a Quest uh, Diagnostics Lab, which you can either go online and schedule ahead of time, or you can just show up and then, you know, but if they're really busy, then you're bummed. You're, you're, you'll be like, you won't get your appointment. So I, I like to do it ahead of time and just schedule it. And by scheduling it, it, it's literally like the same day or the next day. It's not like you're having to schedule this a week out. So then you just go in and then when the lab work's done, it, it loads up into your MyMedLab account. And now you can see all your results. And if you're smart at researching and figuring stuff out with what's going on with yourself, you can resolve it there. Or maybe you have a holistic practitioner or maybe you do need to go to the doctor, but then you can bring the lab work with you. So instead of having to like, do two doctor's appointments and waste all that time and money, you know, mm -hmm. and, and there's, there's also a way you can submit it through to insurance. Um, I don't have insurance, so I don't even bother with that. I just pay cash for everything. So that's yeah, a really that's, good one. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think this would benefit people who like are on the same political spectrum as us or on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. Like it's mm -hmm. not confrontational to talk, to talk about this. But I can tell you personally, like I've confronted a lot of or talked to a lot of people who have said, you know, that they want to take their medical care, like take more control 
over right. their their medical care because mm. uh, there aren't many people who have completely lost trust in the the medical system just in general kind of in this whole process over the last three years. So right. um, that is an awesome way to kind of take back control of your own medical care um, instead of it being sort of like go- going through a gatekeeper, right? Right, and, right. And, I mean, maybe- And these little things like, like say if you get a test back and your cholesterol is 6% higher, you know, than it should be. Now, what does that mean? You know, like, where do we go from there with that? A lot, a lot of these doctors don't tell you. They just go, I'll oh, take this tablet or whatever. But we're like, okay, how do I get that back down? How can I regulate it and get these things back in order in my own way? Right, you know, without like... having to use big pharma. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. So basically, um, you're, you're, you're inching people closer to getting away from big pharma yeah. without having that confrontational conversation. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it saves, On... it saves money. Yeah. Odd, que- yeah. odd, odd question. Well, not really odd. It's 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 related. What is your general practitioner uh, like uh, cost? Say if someone wanted to come and just get something checked in the US, how much would it cost just to see a general physician? Oh, geez. It depends on uh, your insurance. Yeah, oh, see, really? I don't, okay, so it all depends. I don't on have insurance, insurance okay. so and I hardly ever go to a doctor. So I'm trying to yeah. think. I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm just I'm, I'm not, just curious. But I'm if just I had to guess, in the, in the if I had to yeah. guess, it would be between one and two hundred. You know, it's yeah. not going to really? be dollars. Yeah, really between one and two hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, mean, don't okay. you think, Edge? I can't yeah. imagine a doctor charging less than a hundred dollars to sit with you and go over anything. Right, that's it's crazy. Expensive. Yeah. So yeah. so like. I, I have issues with running low on um, D yeah. vitamin. So if I wanted to check and see where I'm at, just so I can better gauge it for myself, that's like just a single little lab test I could go get done. I don't need to go see a doctor for that. So, okay. So the next one is negotiate everything. And this may seem like a simple thing, but let me tell you how many people don't even think about this. You know, they just automatically uh, with services, with subscriptions, uh, if you're doing a vacation rental, an auto purchase, um, even even renting a, a home, um, paying down credit cards, like all these things are negotiable. So look, you're not hurting anyone. If they're not willing to take the amount you're offering, then, you know, nobody's out. And if they are, then everybody wins. So, you know, it's real simple. You just say, look, this is a little bit above my budget. Would you be willing to reduce this price? Uh, Because I'm really interested, but it's just a little out of my budget. And you'd be, you would be surprised. And then the other thing is, if you do have a subscription or something, um, if you're able to, try to pay it annually instead of monthly um, just because there's typically little fees added on, you know, you get a better rate if you can do it annually. So kind of like buying so, a book. Yeah. So th- this is, pre- that is pretty much how, well, my father's business runs uh, the, the products that we get, because he's in power transmission and you're dealing with some really complicated things, like things from for mines and stuff like that. And the prices are quite high. But without screwing each other down, which is what you do, um, <laughs> it just it just it wouldn't it wouldn't be feasible because um, yeah. some of the prices are crazy. So you have to negotiate, and that's like everything we sell and everything we buy is always negotiated. 
Yeah. See, that's smart business. And everyone needs to do that in their personal lives as well. Um, okay. So number three is tech savings tip. And this is a really important one because this, this, this is like multifaceted. This is my favorite one. So if you use Microsoft office, get off it, use like open office. I use LibreOffice. I love it. It's got the same suite. You know, you can do the spreadsheets and everything. The tools are very, very similar. So it's real easy to pick it up. And if you have tons of files of Microsoft office um, files, they convert and open up in Libra and vice versa. So if you're dealing with your own files or you're getting files from other people or sending them to them, you don't have to worry about that conversion. Also like Adobe Creative Suite. Well, because they've all moved to subscription-based, right? So you have to pay this monthly fee and now you're hooked into them. And I remember a time like with Adobe Creative Suite, for example, I remember Adobe coming out and saying something about how they were tracking the usage and the data of people um, using the software programs. And I'm thinking, you know, I mean, Microsoft, come on, it's subscription-based. So instead of having the hard copy where it's on your computer, which they don't sell anymore. So this gets you out of the subscriptions. It saves you money. You move to open source software and it's, it's great software. So it protects people's privacy better. It saves them money. And I have a list of um, like a half a dozen or more uh, software programs on here that would replace, that work, you know, PC and Mac as far as graphics programs, video editing, that type of stuff. And I'm, you know, there's tons of open source stuff out there as, as well as the, uh, you know, most, I think most techie people would tell you get on Linux or other platforms like that. I'm still working towards that part of it, but I have, I have Linux is out a of bit, the software. Linux is a bit, can be a bit complicated. It's definitely yeah. not the, like public friendly. Which is why I have not moved to that yet. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> open, open, open source GIMP is good too. Open source now, like you said, has become so much more readily available. I mean, mm -hmm. gone are the days where you had to buy a burnt copy between the, you know, behind, from the dodgy guy behind McDonald's you know, of Microsoft, <laughs> but <laughs> there's, there's a lot of easier stuff you can get now. So it's good. Yeah. And you're helping yeah. your friends and family save money. You're helping them 100%. get away from those big tech companies that are spying on us and selling our information. It's a win-win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So number four is if you're struggling to pay for an expensive health insurance plan, which I think most of them are expensive these days, there's health sharing ministries and alternative plans that are available and more affordable. So I have four links on here. I believe these are mostly Christian based, but uh, HSA for America has a an awesome like FAQ section. And I linked that on here that shows you how these plans work. So those would be good for people like in my situation that don't have health insurance coverage um, that might want to get on on some I personally prefer to just, you know, gamble, but that's me. <laughs> me too. Let it ride. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. Shopping health tip. Uh, I was stunned when I, when I found this, there was another one I wanted to put in here, another stat, but I couldn't get enough solid, more recent information. So, 
75% of products sold on Amazon are made in China. That's what we're up to right now. And back in 2011, which is not recent enough for me, but back in 2011, they were saying the made in China label on US products was already at like 55%. It was crazy. So I couldn't I couldn't nail that one down because they were talking more on percentages of import export and all that good stuff. So anyway, it's really important to support because I think people of all walks of life see what's going on with China and they want to support the US and more local businesses and stuff. So I have, you know, Shopping Club Freedom a source in here that's all manufactured in the US, the ingredients, everything. And um so I think people of on all sides could get on board with that. I I buy a lot of stuff from like Etsy. I don't know about their background, but a, a lot of the shops on there are homemade things, really yeah. like obscure things, but very homemade. Whether it's yeah, homemade diaries or, but yeah, it's and and the quality is so much better. You might have to pay a little bit more, but the quality is so much better. Well, it's great because there's a ton of artists on there. You know, you can tell 100%. the difference between if it's out of country and they're mass producing something versus individual artists. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually had bought my whole um, dishware set. They were like square plates. They were every single one was handmade by this artist. And they're beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I love that because then you're supporting local artists, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, okay, what's the next one? Food. Did I get to that one? Food health tip. Oh, this one, I was just alerting them to the new contains bioengineered ingredients label. Because again, I think everyone can get on board with that. And and then I mentioned that I provide a handy resource list of um, fresh local food and farmers down below. So I was just kind of explaining what that label means and for them to watch out for that for their, when they're shopping. And then number seven, uh, I'm talking about, you know, due to inflation that it's, and this is really important. So, and I don't know if I should be saying this or not, but if you have any prescription medicines and I hope you don't have to, but if you do, See if you can get a 90 day instead of 30 day because of everything going on with supply chains and price inflation. Um, and also when you get a 90 day, often you can get a little bit of a discount from the 30 day. And there's those cards. I should have mentioned that in here. I don't, there's several different places that do those like little RX cards and stuff. If, if you don't have good insurance and you'd be surprised how, much that reduces the price like I was having to get some meds for my dog when he wasn't doing well and um they were you know like human meds so I could get them at at uh, local Walgreens and it would drop it from like $25 down to $6 so dang I should have put that in here anyway (laughs) but if, if you're given prescriptions, if the doctor says, hey, do you need some, you know, 600 milligram ibuprofen for the that that toothache or do you need, um, I don't know, any other kind of scripts and you're going, well, I really don't need that or I'm really not going to take that. Take the damn prescription. Stock up on that stuff while you can. Take advantage of that and store it and then do a little research because I can tell you that vitamins and prescriptions last way beyond the shelf life that they say they do. 
So I put a couple um, pharmacies in here too online where people can get some antibiotics and other medications without having to see a doctor. And some of them take up to a month to get, but these are places where you can order those without having to spend the money on a doctor appointment. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And then, okay. So then I wanted to get across the digital currency, digital ID thing and how they're talking about a CBDC. So I was explaining how it's really important to use cash and how to, um, you know, pull out of the central banks and, and get with a really good, strong, trustworthy local financial institution and to make that point, I wanted to show this clip so that they had actual proof. And again, I don't see this as um, confrontational or political because this is just financial stuff, right? Right. So <clears throat> so we have this um, queued up and it's just like a minute to a two minute clip that I want to show. This is the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis. And he was at Columbia University doing a sort of um, Q&A speaking event. And during it, this gal asked him about CBDCs and his response is freaking fantastic. So, uh, so we're gonna play this real quick. In the vein of uh, not having to be first, central bank digital currency, do you think that that is something that you all should be looking into seriously? To, to what degree should you be looking into it seriously? Just what, what are your thoughts on CBDC? I mean, as the, uh, my colleagues at the Federal Reserve have talked about, we are examining it. Uh, I'll tell you my personal bias is I'm pretty skeptical. I keep asking anybody, anybody at the Fed or outside of the Fed to explain to me what problem this is solving. A digital, I can send anybody in this room $5 with Venmo right now, <laughs> right? No, seriously. So what is it that a CBDC could do that Venmo can't do? And all I get is a bunch of hand-waving. I get a bunch, well, maybe it's better for financial inclusion. Maybe it's better for cross-border remittances. Maybe. Is there any evidence that it is? And, you know, they say, well, what about China? China is doing it. Well, I can see why China would do it. If they want to monitor every one of your transactions, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. If you want to impose negative interest rates, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. And if you want to directly tax customer accounts, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. So I get why China would be interested. Why would the American people be for that? You know, so anyway, I'm. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I absolutely love that. I just want to clip that and just put it on a constant loop. It's brilliant <laughs> right. Because I mean, this is the president of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve. So, you know, who better to hear this from? Right, exactly. There's yeah. just some logic in those industries. Like <laughs> because right, when you think yeah, of like right? you know things like that, you think okay, there are a whole bunch of idiots running around doing stupid things, like government. Um, so it's yeah, no, it's good to say there's a little bit of common sense. Yeah, and if right? you're trying to share this information with people who aren't on the same side as of politics as you, you know, it's it just gives more credibility when you're like, look, don't listen to what I say, just listen to what this guy, who's the head of one of the central banks, what was it, Minneapolis um what he says about it yeah because i mean it's really oh, sorry i'm yawning it's really about financial Six, so. it's, it's like 7 a.m here right wake up come on it's 8 a.m <laughs> <laughs> the following day it's crazy okay so uh savings tip uh 
number nine, I'm just talking about stocking up on um, with inflation and supply chain, that if they purchase some non-perishables with a longer shelf life, and this is for purposes of, you know, saving on money because we've seen the gradual continual increases. So like honey, maple syrup, whiskey, forever stamps, store parts, equipment, uh, household needs, um, vehicles, batteries, light bulbs, all that good stuff, right? Medical supplies, anything that can like save you money in the long run. And then I just kind of throw in there a little thing about, well, you know, and, and you may want to just stock up on a little bit of, of other food, like food, food items, just because it'll save money in the long run. And then that'll kind of protect them so they have a little bit of storage there. Whiskey is very important. I like how you added that in. Oh, God, I got definitely sick on that as a teenager. I will never touch it again. <laughs> it was bad. Oi. Okay, so number 10. If you have a family and any property and assets, uh, they should be protected in a living trust, which is very easy to set up. I've done this myself. Yes. You can set up a pour over will. So it goes into your trust in order to, um, well, for several reasons, but it's quicker and easier for the executor to deal with. They don't have to deal with probate and courts and all that good stuff. Um, and people should be really be protect, focused on protecting that for their family right now. So hundred percent. So our family has a trust. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, for years, I always used to just growing up, like I always thought of a trust as like trust fund for a kid. You know, I never really thought of it as this tool, but for a long time now, yeah, I've had a living trust. Not that I, I have much of anything, but what little I do, I don't want, you know, I don't have kids. Like, I don't, I don't want that to just go away to the freaking government. So that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, let's see, number 11, food savings tip. This just gets into <clears throat> what our listeners will be very familiar with. Just pointing out, like even just growing your own herbs or a little bit of, um, some veggies or fruit, anything to like save a little bit of money and start getting them into, um, being a little more independent, you know? So, and I have some, some sources and links there for that. And then, Healthcare but, but those are those are good hobbies too like growing vegetables right? and stuff you can also it, not only does it help you but it can also give you something to do and give you something to work on so yeah hobbies are very important it's therapeutic they're good skills to learn and it could be mm -hmm. fun stuff to do with the family and teach the kids you know so then uh let's see uh healthcare savings tip because i absolutely love paola brown so i had to put this in here uh for those that are more holistic. There's a lot of, a lot of people on all sides, you know, going more holistic. And so this is the homeopathic remedies. And I had her on our solution series. So I wanted to give people this, this option of, she has this brilliant curriculum and it's literally from like pre-kindergarten up through, you know, elderly where they can learn um, all about homeopathy, homeopathy, studying the different um, remedies through books, CDs, audiobooks, music. She's got games, dominoes. Um, so it makes it really fun. And obviously, if you're doing homeopathy, you're, you're steering away from big pharma and stuff. So I kind of wanted to get that in here. Nice. Then, yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> wow, she's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's it's really phenomenal. Really, really cool, cool stuff. And she's 
She's um very smart lady. So then 13 energy savings tip. Um, I was just giving some different tools to save it because our utilities have gone through the roof, right? So I was giving them some suggestions on um, you know, keeping everything unplugged, but also unplugging your tech at night and your routers. And uh, you know, if you kind of go hardwire those and get away from the Wi-Fi and kind of steering them in that direction. And then I have a, a source in here for like EMP protection for vehicles and household. And then uh, 14, we have, um, and this is a great article. I referenced this, uh, Ramsey Solutions is basically about getting debt free. And so I was talking about spreading their money out that they shouldn't keep it in one place to have cash on hand in a safe or savvy hiding places in your house, bank deposit box, you know, silver, gold, that type of thing. And then here's 28 ways to get out of debt. Uh, and the last one, 15 was the fresh food sources tip where I list uh, like a half a dozen sources for finding your local farmers, your farmer's markets and other products too, like healthy ingredients. And there's even like restaurants listed who work with local farmers and all that good stuff. So I wanted to give them that resource list. So this sort of like gets them going in the right direction where it's completely non-political, um, but it works against the evil agenda doers and, and it'll benefit them and their family. So. Yeah, I, I think this will definitely be a hand, handy tool, especially for the holidays as we're gathering around with our friends and our family, many of whom we don't see eye to eye about, you know, with politics, but these tips are really non-confrontational and ways to help them and you know, these people that we love to be better prepared for whatever comes down the road, you know, even right. if that's not really their mindset. I personally have several family and friends and <laughs> that I can't talk about politics with, but I can definitely, you know, talk to the, talk to them about these different things and not get any pushback. Right. And I didn't, like I said, on the PDF, I didn't put a link to my site or anything because obviously if they go to my site, then now all of a sudden <laughs> it's going to become political. Yeah. So, so yeah. And then just real quick, before we get into the other stuff, I just wanted to mention in the next few days, I'm going to be on with uh, Seth Holhouse on Man in America. Great guy. And um, for anyone who wants to check out the solution series that James White and I did, 24 fantastic episodes with people, uh, I'm running a coupon code through Sunday for uh, $20 off. And um, the coupon code is just all caps, the word solutions. So check that out. Nice. All right. Yeah, I can get into the financial job, thing after we go over um, the other stuff. Okay. All right. So what do we got next? I guess we're going to hop into some of the latest news, <laughs> some positive news this week. I'll queue it up and then you guys feel free to jump in. But uh, Javier Millet, the pop populist libertarian, he's won the presidency in Argentina and gained worldwide attention for his stance against socialism and how it destroys the economy and the culture and videos of Millet's epic rants have gone <laughs> viral on social media lately it's easy if to anything, right if anything, it, he's entertaining 
If, are you looking cat? <laughs> are you not entertained? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to see why he's gained so much uh, popularity in Argentina, considering um, they've been crushed with socialist government and devastated with 140% inflation, and 40% of the population is in poverty. Uh, so they're definitely, you know, hungry for a change. And uh, Millet definitely brings change. Mm. <laughs> what I, do you guys think? I, I, I mean, this is, I, I don't know if people understand how big a thing this is like on, on the preference stat. Argentina for 40 years has been under socialist regime. So this is a very big culturally and politically all the right. country of Argentina. Right, right. Huge so, shift. So I just want to personally say that I I do find him very comical. However, I have not dug into him at all. And I've seen stuff all over social media where most people are cheering this on. Some are hesitating, going, well, we don't know much about him. And then you have others saying, well, he used to, uh, he did go to one conference for the WEF. And see, I don't pay attention to the pages where the WEF just lists a person that's not necessarily a member because they do that with a lot of people involved in politics. It's just, it's just a single page, but apparently he did go to a conference. Um, and at one point may have been a member and, I can't remember what else I saw. So I'm just going to say, I don't really have an opinion in the matter right now because I haven't dug into it, but but he is rather comical to listen to. And yeah. I hope, I mean, I hope good comes from this, obviously. Right, right. And I think that, so I was going to list some of the pros here. We can go through the pros and through the cons because you just mentioned some of those, Corey, and kind of give our takes on it, our little hot takes on it. So we see where you stand, Corey. <laughs> Jury's out with as far as Corey is concerned, and I get it. Um, but let's talk about some of the pros for a minute. Um, obviously, Millet, um, who has a background in economics, uh, understands how bloated governments, <laughs> parasitic <laughs> government is the problem. And has he's vowed to drastically cut the size of government, eliminating entire departments and agencies that are totally useless. Uh, apparently, that is a funny video. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He does have oh, a sense hey. of theatrics. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. Ministry of Education. Indoctrination. <laughs> Ministry of Health. Out. Ministry of Social <laughs> Development. Out. Okay, Ministry yeah. Ministry of Education. Indoctrination. Out. <laughs> you get it. You get it. But apparently the Ministry of Women, Gender, and Equality will be the first to shut down coming in the first 21 days. So, mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the question. Is he going to follow through on all of this big talk? Mm. And it looks like um, so far uh, there's clues that he will. Um, he's also planning to replace Argentino's peso with the U.S. dollar to stabilize their economy. And he wants to abolish the country's central bank um, and prior and privatize welfare. Um, all sounding good so far. What do you guys think? Hmm. So when I was looking into something else, I came across uh, that Argentina had shown an interest in BRICS, yep. but 
they were saying if he got in, if Javier got in, that that probably would not happen. So I wonder, yes. I wonder, has he mentioned anything about Bricks? Yes, he has actually. Okay. Um, so his new um, Ministry of Foreign Affairs official um, has said that they will not be joining BRICS. So, um, yeah, and, and I was oh. going to bring that up, just, to say, but yeah, they were one of six countries to be invited to j become BRICS members, and the Malay's uh, foreign minister has said Ar Argentina will not. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think for the short term, you might see uh, this dollar and all that go down of Argentina, that wouldn't be surprising as these changes come. But in the long run, I think it will start growing positively. Well, check this out. Influence. You know, despite the media assault against Millet, who happened to agree with you, like the the, the economy is going to tank if Millet comes mm. in, right? I and mean, yeah, I, I think it will dip a devastation, little. Devastation, but... right? Okay, well, despite this kind of um, media rhetoric, um, stocks actually have been soaring as investors see his presidency as sort of a sign of economic recovery from the socialist policies so far. Mm. So, so yeah, it looks like at least the market investors see this uh, switch yeah. away from socialist policies as, an, as a good sign. That's an awfully positive looking headline for Bloomberg. See, that's the kind of stuff that makes me hesitate, but yeah. <laughs> <Right>. continue. continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You get to feel as up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We have reason to be skeptical, do we not? Of course, um, of course. So, but yeah, um, Millet's election really has pissed off all the right people, hasn't it? I mean, we're talking about the globalists, the corrupt media mouthpieces, and even China. They're really pissed about him being elected. <laughs> so, so they're saying. So they're saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, go how ahead. crazy is it that, like, in this day and age, we've got politicians like him actually winning elections? Shows you how far we've strayed. <laughs> um, <you> know, like... <laughs> well china seems to be worried that argentina is going to cut ties with them and this goes back to your question about the the you know bricks and everything because Millet mm -hmm. said several things about cutting ties with communist countries including china and brazil um also as i had previously mentioned has said that they are not going to be members of bricks um so kind of pissing off china who is now coming out and saying that it would be a serious mistake if Argentina cuts ties with them. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of one um, example of how he's a disruptor, at least. Hmm. Yeah. China does that with everyone there. As soon as but, they have an inkling of moving away from China, no, yeah. no, no. You don't want to move away from us, trust me. But <laughs> we need to talk about the cons, because, Corey, as you mentioned, you're skeptical. I am, too. I mean, with all the hype on both sides about Millet, uh, we have to address a few things. First of all, Millet has said that he's pro-open borders and he's okay with legalizing drug use and prostitution um, <laughs> as long as there's no welfare state to financially support it. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, because they've tried to picture picture him as a far right winger. He's really not. He's he's a libertarian. Um, yeah. And he has views that, I mean, you know, people on the right would be like, whoa, wow, no, I don't support that. Well, I don't support open borders anywhere, period, with everything yeah. going on right now. So that's not a good good thing, in my opinion. 
I agree with with yeah. that. I, it, drugs, I'm a little bit more tolerated on. I think it's dependent on the substance. Um, yeah, I've I've always been pretty pretty liberal in my way of you know marijuana and stuff. That that's, that doesn't bother me, but I I I can see why people are questioning it. Yeah, and he's also considering um, converting to Judaism um and has um, pledged for his first point. trip pledged for his first trip to uh to be to israel as president so he sees israel as a strong ally um for his country um which may have some implications obviously hmm. in light of the current war um so another red flag yeah i would say another red flag yeah Okay. And then there's this whole World Economic Forum issue. Um, also, like at you, as you mentioned, at one point, um, he was part of the the World Economic Forum, though he has said um, last he year... Did tweet, he did tweet back onto that, didn't he? Yeah, he, he said, I have not been in the WEF yeah. for a long time, and I'm one of the biggest attractors of the 2030 agenda. It'd be good if, before accusing me, you read and listen to my statements and not what I say, as I said, according to what the person who says I said said. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, from that standpoint, there are a lot of people who have, uh, you know, I know people that were stuck in the system and they were being groomed and then they caught on to it and they're like well the hell yeah. with this i'm getting out i mean we know lots of people in that mm -hmm. case look at all the my gosh just the whole medical professional alone so so with that one we'll say okay we'll give them a little point for that one and we'll still hold you know the jury's still out on that part yep. i mean the, fa the fact that he's even mentioned the 2030 agenda is the positive to me not many people come out and say it when they're in that political sort of hierarchy yeah. yeah yeah i mean so the question is do we have reason to distrust what he says yes i think we should be cautious and look at what he does as opposed right. to what he says and i personally am cautiously optimistic that his leadership is going to move argentina in a positive inter direction and impact them in a positive way and in general, his anti-woke rhetoric is going to have a positive impact on the culture war as a whole, don't you think? Well, I mean, that all depends. If it's theater or if it's yeah. going to be carried out through actions. All right. So we'll just see how it plays out. But it has been fun to watch him. It has been fun. <laughs> and I think we're going to get plenty of good snippets it's, it's good to have some again. laughs now and then. With yeah, all definitely. I, I know, stuff, it, especially for the last four years, you know, Trump's presidency was funny. It was. Yes, there were serious yeah. things yeah. going on, but we always found something to laugh about as well. Yeah, That's I miss true. that. I miss I, that. I do too. Mm. It gets boring making fun of Biden. He's too easy. <laughs> He's too easy. <laughs> oh, man. He puts it on a plate, doesn't he? He, just, he um... does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we should wrap up with a little bit more um, uh, good news coming out this week. Um, this is out of the U.S. So, Speaker, you're just going to have to listen for a bit, even though it doesn't apply to your neck of the room. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And don't forget, I still have to mention the financial thing, too. So we'll yes. end with that. 
Yeah, there we go. Um, so a new federal r appeals court ruling could gut the Voting Rights Act and put a wrench in the Democrats' plans to steal the 2024 election using lawfare. So an Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling declared that only the federal government is allowed to sue under the civil rights law section of the Voting Rights Act, not civil rights groups like the NAACP. And so for context, um, for decades, literally decades now, private groups uh, have been able to sue state and local governments on the grounds of so-called discrimination in mm. order to impact the redistricting and throw out voter ID and signature verification and all of these other election security measures, okay? Um, and this is part of the huge Democrat machine. Um, they use lawfare. It is a major tactic for them. So um, that is why the left is frothing at the mouth about this court decision, especially uh, their biggest legal election theft lawyer, Mark Elias of Perkins Coy Infamy, um, who's been doing this for years on behalf of the Democrats. Um, he founded a group called Democracy Docket. But first, I'm going to read this, <laughs> this tweet. It's, he, so in response to this court ruling, Mark Elias wrote, Republicans want to make it harder to vote and easier to cheat. My job is to stop them. <laughs> and it's just the most <laughs> asinine thing. Republicans <laughs> want to make it easier to cheat by requiring IDs. That's literally the dumbest statement ever. Can we just make Elias go away? <laughs> no, me. he's here to stay. Um, and he's deeply embedded in this whole system of using lawfare oh, to disrupt and to steal elections. So he founded Democracy Docket, whose response to this court ruling said it was, quote, catastrophic. So in other words, it is catastrophic to their plans to steal the election. So that's how important this court ruling was. But the Eighth Circuit covers uh, Minnesota, Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Missouri, and Arkansas. So it's not all of the country. It's a portion of the country, a couple of those being major swing states where it's very important. And um, so that that's why the Democrats are panicking over this. Um, and, uh, you know, it could have farther reaching implications because um it, this battle is likely or possibly possible to go to the supreme court um and so we're gonna have to see how that plays out in the supreme court um i know that gorsuch and um thomas have weighed in um on this topic in the past and so we'll we'll see how this plays out in the supreme court but for now uh the legal apparatus of the democrat machine to seize control of how states conduct redistricting and elections, that's been restrained, which is a good thing worth celebrating. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so should I roll into the last segment? Yep. Okay, so this is something, my seat, dude, I have this office chair. It's like an executive chair with lumbar because I sit Indian style while I work. 
And you know how you have the hydraulics on the office chairs? So yeah. I have mine all the way up because I work at a, uh, like a work, an actual workbench. <laughs> and it the hydraulics are going on it. So by the time we're done with the podcast, like my mouth is eight inches below the mic. <laughs> well, let me just scooch up for we a minute. We need to get you a new chair. <laughs> I do. I need a new chair. Better, I need my brother to fix the hydraulics on this thing. Okay. So, Senator Franklin Isley out of Tennessee has been working diligently on uh, a financial situation here where Tennessee would set up a state bank. And they're working on, uh, I believe he said in January of putting this legislation in, he said they're on track for this. It looks really, really good. And where they would uh, eventually have... And I remember him saying something about 25 million, but I can't remember that part. But then he said at 50 million, then they would buy gold and silver and they would sell it to people and they would add a premium so they could take the premium and they could buy more. And so, and eventually down the road, they could even print money. And so they're working on this with other states, the Southern region, which would be a compact. And I'm, I'm waiting to get a little more details on this as far as confirmation as to who is definitely in versus who's showing interest. But the states he mentioned were Florida, obviously Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, and he, he might have said Mississippi. I can't remember on that one. But uh, so uh, this is something that I'm going to be working on kind of on the back end and helping to get some information out on this. So I want people to pay attention when this comes out, because we want these reps pushing for this and getting this done. If we can create a monetary system um, in an entire region, that would be freaking phenomenal. It would be a model for other states to jump on and other regions to jump on. So this is really exciting. Can you very imagine? Exciting. Can you imagine oh. a, a gold-backed currency um, or, yeah, <laughs> challenging the fiat currency that our federal government is driving into the ground currently? Um, right. Yeah, and, I, and, be... I, and I don't know how this would all connect just yet, but I got to believe that means no CBDCs pulling out of the Federal Reserve, you know, the works, I, I, I would think. But I, I got to get more details on it. That would be awesome. Yeah. No. Very exciting. All right. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it was so it's good to have good. you back. I know, that, right? That went but way too quick. Do we have anything else we want to add? Speaker? I felt like a duck to water. Just like I haven't <laughs> left. I'm like, like I'm 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 even leaning back in my chair like I used to. It's like riding <laughs> a bike. You never I know, forget. right? <laughs> no, it's so good to talk to you both. Oh, it was great having you on and happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners and mm -hmm. uh, Edge. And well, I know you don't celebrate it, uh, but have a turkey yeah. for us. I'll, I'll, I'll get a turkey. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll splurge out on turkey today. But to all the <laughs> listeners, thank you for caring about me. That's a, it's a big thing. And they, the, the, the girls always tell me that you ask. So yeah, that means a lot to me. And I hope you are all having good, uh, all doing good and all have a great Thanksgiving. Big thanks to all of you guys for staying with us throughout the years and for supporting us. 
We hope you have a blessed Thanksgiving holiday. And please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. No longer on YouTube. So please be sure to subscribe to our (laughs) please be sure to (laughs) subscribe to our other platforms. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Right.